I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD4. Well, you know, before we even start, let's let's start off on a good note before we get into this mess. Happy 4th of July. Uh, happy Independence Day. It's July 4th as I'm recording. As you're listening, it's probably July 5th, Monday. But hope you all had a great 4th of July. And yeah, before we get going, I, hope, I just want just take a minute, you know, to appreciate your um, our wonderful freedoms that we have. And just, you know, in a world where it seems like more and more every day, people don't appreciate this great, amazing country we live in. I always like to, to take a minute out of my day. It doesn't have to be on holidays, on, you know, patriot, patriotic holidays. But any day, I try to keep in mind and just realize how great of a country we live in and, and how, how fortunate we all are. Do we have these freedoms that we do? And everybody has equal opportunity. Now, there are some flaws, but happy 4th of July, man. And I um, hope everybody had a wonderful 4th of July. My dog is scared of fireworks. I think every dog is. And it's weird because... It's right there on my bed. It's weird because, like... There weren't any fireworks going on. But I could tell my dog was like sensing it. Literally sensing like something was coming. Because she was like pacing around the floor upstairs. And she doesn't do that. And she was like hiding under the table. Then she was in the in the TV room hiding behind the chairs. And just, just like hiding in places she never goes to. And it's like she knew it was kind of... the fireworks weren't even set, setting off yet. And so... This was weird. Now, I stayed home tonight. I didn't do anything. Usually, I'll do some stuff with friends. Um, earlier, I hung out with my buddies, but I didn't do anything for the fireworks. I just watched the, the nightcap of the doubleheader today. But, um, yeah, hope everybody's had a... hope everybody did have a wonderful 4th of July. And I hope that, um, you know, you appreciate where, where, um, where we are. We are in a great place in the USA, man. And couldn't be happier to be a citizen in America, man. Just an amazing country. The best in the world. And there's no other better. Um, so yeah, take take a moment and appreciate where you are. You know, all our problems are, are become meaningless when we just think about how lucky and free we all are. So God bless America. God bless you and your families. Um, speaking of like America and stuff, I was watching the Yellowstone Marathon today getting ready man it sucks because they announced it officially that the season's not coming back until i think they said september the fall they said the fall which is awful because the last two seasons i believe have came out in june so we were expecting it soon this summer but unfortunately we have to wait hopefully it's worth the wait i have faith that it will be because this show is spectacular um one of my favorites already on tv you good? 
dog's scared. Um, actually, I wanted to... So, speaking of great shows, there is a show I've been meaning to watch forever, and I've tried a few times, but I just get... I don't know if it's my shitty attention span or if I just need to give it a, another shot. Because I'm like this with a lot of shows. I, I don't give it a good enough shot, but I end up keep coming back. I keep coming back. So, tonight, I'm going to try one last time. Well, not one last time, but one more time to, um... To watch this show that that it's supposed to be one of the great shows of all time, um, and I've seen a lot of the shows that they consider greatest of all time. I've seen Breaking Bad, I've seen Sopranos, I've seen Game of Thrones. Um, I saw not all of Mad Men, but you know a lot of the shows that consider that a lot of people consider the greatest of all times I've seen. But this one show I I keep starting, but I never finish it, and I'm like four episodes in. I'm just gonna start it all over, but I plan on starting it again tonight and I really want to stick with it because I hear really great things and I hear that it rivals these two or three shows that you know many people say are top two of all time or top three of all time um and that's that's the wire I heard I've heard so many good things about the wire um maybe I just have to because I I it was it was pretty decent when I last tried it and I tried watching The Wire a few times. But the last time I watched it, I got four episodes in, which was the furthest I've ever gotten with the show. And I enjoyed it. I just never got back to it. So we're going to try again tonight. As soon as I'm done recording, I'm probably going to give it another shot and watch it when I go to bed. Uh, but it's you know it's supposed to be very good. It's supposed to be up there with, with the Breaking Bads of the world. And, um, you know, it's about like, the, the, the war on drugs and crime in Baltimore, I believe. So, we're going to try that out. Um, so, I was watching Yellowstone. Also, I missed it because I was going to put a bet down on it, but I didn't know. I got it in too late because Joey Chestnut already won by the time I wanted to put my bet. I didn't even freaking see the thing. But the hot dog contest was today. And, and again, Joey broke his own record. Going, well, we down seven, 76 hot dogs this time. Breaking his record of 75 last year. That's insane. It's sick. Literally sick. But tell you, it's like these guys, you just... I mean, I think I, I, I eat a ton. But that is beyond... It's beyond eating a ton. Like, that's that's inhumane. 76 hot dogs. I don't know the time span, but it wasn't long. It was it was quick. Um, but I, I usually tune into these things. I, I missed it, though, this year, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I used to go to my aunts and uncles for July 4th. We used to go there a lot. And I don't know if it was July 4th. Maybe yeah no it was it was July Fourth weekend one one a few years in a row we we were going there down to my cousins and aunts and uncles place and they would just they would have you know the, the hot dog what's it called a kettle I don't know like a hot dog machine where it just shits out hot dogs and I used to down those things I used to eat a ton of them and I still can but I it, they were so good 
and I used to they, they used to make a big deal out of it because everybody my whole family knows I eat a lot and they would you know as soon as like the third year we would go down to my aunts and uncles and it'd become a thing then they'd start realizing okay they made it a thing how many hot dogs is Rob gonna eat tonight and I usually I, I usually just can't like just downed them just I don't want to say the number because it's embarrassing, but like I used to kill it. It's this one of the foods I could just eat forever. I could kill a hot dog. Burgers are a little different. They're a little more heavy, but you give me a hot dog, a taco, I could even kill. Oh, a slice of pizza is probably the number one on my list. I could go through pies. Um, we won't even go there, but like, yeah, man, the, the, the Joey chestnut thing was nuts. If I think I can eat a lot, 76 is, is out of this world and in the nick of time too. But that's what I was doing uh, to try and, to try and uh, you know, diminish the depression that I'm getting from the New York Yankees right now. And oof, sure, they, they won today, uh, tonight. The, they won tonight to avoid the subway sweep with the Mets, but... I mean, what kind of fan would I be to change my opinion on the entire team based off of every single game, right? If I was to to be optimistic about the state of the team after a win and then the very next day be totally pessimistic because they lose, that's a wishy-washy fan. You want somebody who's consistent. And I'm consistent. I'm going to give you my consistent opinion. So if you think I'm consistently pessimistic, oh, well, it's legitimately my opinion. It's actually what I think of this team. And we all know I'm not a fan of this team. Um, I haven't been a fan of this team for a while now, but this is probably, you know, it's definitely the worst Yankees team that we have seen in years. Um, they're dreadful to watch. They're at a point where this is, we, we got to win and nobody is excited about it. We're still seeing people bitch on Twitter tonight. I was just on Twitter five minutes ago. People are still annoyed with the game two loss despite just winning game three. So so all Yankees fans are pissed now. All Yankees fans are rightfully pissed. Um, and so the Yankees, they can have all these pressers, these speeches, these team meetings, right? Cashman can say they suck to the media. Hal can hold his presser. Judge can hold his team meeting. Boone can tell us the season is on the line and read all his cliches. All that. And we're still giving you the same result. Talk is cheap. Very cheap. We're still going out there and we're playing as pathetic of a baseball game as you can. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. And I just don't know how much I can take it anymore. And I'm at a point, like I said, I don't celebrate when good things happen. And I don't get mad when bad things happen. I just watch. I watch. I take it in and watch. And I just, whatever happens, happens. There's just nothing exciting about this baseball team. There's no spice. There's no, you know, like the Yankees have no, there's no leader. And by that, I said this on Facebook earlier. I, when I say no leader, I'm not even just talking about like management, forget Boone, but like on the field, they don't have a leader. Their leader is as quiet as anybody. All these other young teams have guys like Tatis and, and all these other young kids pumping their fists and pounding their chests and flipping their bats and shit, which I'm fine with. I'm not one of those, you know, get off my lawn boomers who's, you know, all about, you know, respect the game. I love it. 
But the Yankees have zero of that. They have zero of those guys. Yeah, they have Odor, who sucks. But their leader, you know, Aaron Judge is, is their best player. But he's way too much of a nice guy. He's a quiet guy, the humble dude. This matters. This matters more than stats. And this is huge. Like, they have no swagger. No guy on that team is both good and going to get you riled up. They don't have a guy who can do both. They have Odor, who sucks, but he's got the energy, but he sucks. And they've got Judge, who's good, but he doesn't have that high energy intensity to him to where he's going to double and he's going to go nuts. You know, he's going to double, he's going to clap his hands, nod his head, and say, okay, cool. Like, we need a guy who's fucking fiery and producing. And the Yankees leader is Aaron Judge. He's just way too quiet of a guy. And I'm not blaming Aaron Judge for the Yankees season. I'm just saying it'd be nice to have somebody, you know, as the the top producer on this team, one of the only producers on this team all year. If you're going to hold these team meetings, at least, you know, let's, let's, I, I I want some emotion from the Yankees, some good, like all these guys are having so much fun. You watch guys like, doesn't even have to be a good team. The Marlins have fun when you watch them. Guys have fun. The Orioles even know their position, but they have fun. You watch them. They're sh- <laughs> like, they suck. But I think that's one thing. They're so tense in the Yankee clubhouse. And A-Rod mentioned it on Sunday Night Baseball tonight in Game 3, Game 2, the doubleheader. They're so tense. You can see it. Yeah. So it's it's like, where is... Where's rock bottom, really? Like... It, Where is rock bottom? We're getting bitched by everybody every single week. Shit teams like the Tigers and Phillies can sweep us. All of our rivals are bossing us around. The Mets, the Rays, the Sox. Where is rock bottom? Because we find a new rock bottom every series. Right when we think we find rock bottom, we find rock bottom in the next series. Like, it's ugly. And I'm sorry, you you can keep telling me Oh, it's the players only. It's the players, 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 players. Yeah, the players take some blame, but let's stop putting everything on them. And you can put a lot on them. Like, you could have more than one guy take the blame. There's a lot going around here. And one of the big reasons is because they don't have leadership. And Aaron Boone is leading. Unfortunately, he's the manager. He's supposed to get these guys going. This is the most undisciplined Yankees team I've seen in freaking years. Even the team with Lyle Overbay, with with Chris Stort, Jason Nix at shortstop. Even that was a more disciplined team. They won 85 games when they were supposed to win 65. Like, this is a really poorly put together, non-fundamental team. Continuing to make these fundamental base running mistakes. That's coaching. That's coaching. I'm sorry, that's managing. That is it. I mean, Torres today in the second game of this series, in the first game of the doubleheader, he goes, you know, he that base running mistake. You're taught to freeze on line drives. You, you are taught to freeze on line drive ropes in, like, second grade. It is rudimentary bullshit. Rudimentary bullshit right there. And these mistakes keep happening, guys. It's July 4th. We are halfway through the season. Literally 41 and 42 and 41 or something. That's that's 83 games in. 
83 games. So that's that's halfway through the year. Plus an additional game. So we I say it all the time. If these mistakes were, were, you know, April, some of May, then they stopped, good. But the fact that we're still making the same mistakes and we're still the same exact team that we were in early April, that is coaching. There's no accountability. Make a change. Bench a guy. Call him out. Yeah. Am I saying throw him under the bus? You're damn right I am. Because you know what? Maybe that'll wake these guys up sometimes. But instead, what, what Boom will do is he'll mention their names with a Y at the end. Oh, Chappie. He'll be fine. He's our guy. Glaby will, Glaby will be good. Judgy. Great play by him getting out there. He'll be okay. It is the most cringe. I cringe. I cringe when I hear this shit. When I hear him put a Y at the end of everybody's names, I friggin' cringe, man. It is so soft, and you wonder why I call this guy the babysitter. Well, he talks to him and talks about them like they're friggin' pre-K kids. I mean, it's horrible. There's no accountability. There's no urgency. He blamed the wind and said the Yankees made it tough on Walker. The Yankees were no hit in eight of those nine innings in game one. What are we talking about here? Made it tough? You're blaming the wind? This lineup sucks, and Marcus Timms deserves some blame. Fire his ass. You've got guys like Clint Frazier regressing. He's changing the mechanics in his swing on a daily. Torres going back to the high leg kick. He's regressing every year. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He can't drive the ball anymore. I mean, is nobody guiding these guys through it? Is nobody working with them? Sure, it's easy to say that when we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but where's the results? Where's the progress? We need to start seeing it. And it's like these guys have no guidance. There's no coaching there. So yeah, I do put blame, a lot of blame on coaching too. On Aaron Boone, on, on Marcus Timms. And yeah, Cashman. You know, Hal was not only complimenting Boone in the presser, but he was complimenting Cashman. Cashman constructed a horseshit clunky roster. I mean, the lineup is awful. It's a right-handed heavy, right-handed only at many times lineup. The only lefties we have are awful. Brett Gardner should have retired a year ago at least, and, and Odor sucks, like we said. So the other lefty retired who was, they said on ESPN he was in the in the dugout tonight or at the game or something, and Jay Bruce. Um, but, I mean, you trade a guy like Otto to a division rival, knowing very well you're a right-handed heavy lineup. He bitched them the other week. They're very boomer bust. It's it's a line uh, ground ball double play, or it's a strikeout or a weak pop up. Oh my god, these at bats are so awful. Non competitive. Guys playing out of position. You're paying three hundred million dollars to a guy who can only DH, so he can only play half the game, and he can only play half the game half the time because he's always hurt. This is Cashman in the rotation. You're you're. The only great pitcher on your staff, that's a big concern. Because he's starting to concern me. And we're going to get to him in a second. Everybody else, I mean, Montgomery's bleh. Uh, Herman is awful right now. He can't get you three innings without getting bombed for home runs left and right. 
Tyone sucks. He just sucks. Michael King is, is you know, bleh. He's bleh too. They're all bleh. And then Cole, who he was so great, but both him and Chapman, both Cole and Chapman, ironically enough, um, as soon as that spider tack thing became big, here we go. They are now, all of a sudden, it's out there and these guys have completely lost their command. Without the tack. Without the tack, they have looked like completely different pitchers. They have. Fastball command for either of them. Gone. I mean, all Cole had to do today was not suck. You know, our ace, our $300 million ace. All he had to do was not suck in the first game of the doubleheader. He goes three measly innings. Gets an out into the fourth before he's pulled. It's like, it's, I'm concerned about it, dude, because he doesn't look the same. He looks like a number three right now. He does. He looks like Pittsburgh Cole. Let's let's not sugarcoat it. He doesn't look great. It concerns me. Um, yeah. So I'm keeping my eye on that for sure. I mean, it's... There's nothing a lot. You, you can't say a ton. It's just he's not pitching great since I don't know the year right but I'm pretty sure it's not good you know since the start of June and that was around the same time that the you know that I think the start after that after the Tampa start I think was the one against Donaldson when he called them out so since around that time he's not been the same pitcher he's given up home runs more the strikeouts are down the spin rate and the RPMs are down on his pitches the breaking balls aren't the same He's still throwing 100 with the fastball, but the command isn't there, and the breaking pitches are not the same. So, it's getting a little scary, and the more it goes on, the, the more concerned I'm going to get. It's like, is it illegal to do what he did? The guy lied to get money. <laughs> is it fraud? Could you get sued for fraud? <laughs> Saw that somewhere on Twitter. It was funny. Yeah, it's... um. Oh my gosh, it's bad with, with, with Garrett Cole right now. It's a little bit... Like, he's... No, I don't know. I was going to say, he's Garrett Cole, so we'll get out of it. I don't... Like, how much of that was... Seriously. That shit, you can literally hold with a cinder block and, and not even grip it. You just have to put your hand flat and you can still hold a cinder block. So, how much impact did it have? I mean, you know he was using that shit in Houston. And then Chapman. I mean, we're going to get to that home. I mean, shit. Absolutely shit. Him. No fastball command too. Without the spidey tech. It's gone. He looks so lights out. The first 18 games of the year. A zero ERA. Looked like he was on pace for an all-time great season. Even had, you know, Generation Z Yankees fans saying he was better than Mo ever was. Which, not shocking, considering 
Generation Z. Um, this team sucks. Hal can sit here and blame the players for everything, all he wants. Players, players, players. But he don't care. This guy's more worried about selling his chicken buckets, keeping concessions open during rain delays so he can make as much money as he can and delaying these delays. <laughs> or, or prolonging these rain delays purposely. I was texting my buddy about it. Should call it, should call the chicken buckets Greasy House Chicken. And the slogan he said should be so cheap you'll always be under your own luxury tax. <laughs> Fucking great. Um, I'm, shit, is he wrong? Is he wrong? The Yankees are all about money, man. They're all about saving. They're all about not having to spend. They're all about fattening those wallets. They'll, they'll sell you off with a big deal every once in a while. The Stanton thing, the Cole thing, to make it seem like they spend big. But outside of that, it's all patchwork. I've said it before. It's all fucking patchwork. It's all about being under the luxury tax. And I don't buy for a minute what Hal said is, is we'll definitely go over the lugs tax if we need to. I do not buy that. That is what they call lip service that's BS that's BS it's become used to be with George at least winning at all costs now it's become winning at our cost speaking of happy birthday to George the boss the one who Hal said has made a ton of mistakes in acting as if he wasn't much better than Hal was. Hal is. Happy birthday, George, because you actually won championships. People can bitch and moan all they want about how the mistakes you made were pretty dramatic, but, I mean, you won championships, and that's literally what the term winning at all costs mean. You're going to have some blips in the road, but if it gets you a chip, it's worth it. And he got multiple chips as the owner of the Yankees. Chad Green, if we're talking about trade assets, looked dominant today. His stock is rising. Valuable asset as a reliever who can go multiple innings. He's got great stuff. Maybe Zach Britton an asset to trade away. Do we see what Aaron Judge nets you? But I'm not even going to get into that because that's, that's, again, that's not what how, how, how Steinbrenner made it clear in the presser. He's not selling. And unfortunately, I do believe him. I believe that they're going to bullshit their way through this and, and with their distorted view, think they can make a run. And they're just going to continue to be in the worst position, which is neither a great record or a horrible record. They're going to have a record that's smack in the middle, finish in third or fourth place, and have 80-something wins. And that's not going to be enough because I was looking at it. I think they said on the broadcast, just to have enough wins to crack the wild card, at this pace, they'd have to win... 48 games and, and just lose 21 times. They have to play 700 ball from here on out. 700 baseball from here right now out. You can't afford So you have to win 7 of every 10 games from here to the rest of the regular season. Just to win a measly I think it was 89 games. I don't know. Or, or to make a wild card. Fucking bad. 
And they're not doing that. You've seen this team play. We're 41, one game above 500. One game above? Yeah, because we were even before the win tonight. So it ain't happening. They're not making the playoffs. I just don't see them making the playoffs. And you know what? It, maybe it's for the best. Maybe it, maybe it gives them a wake-up call in the offseason. So let's head to our first break. And we'll get to, we'll recap the games really quick. But again, like I've been saying, I'm not going long this episode. This is it. I'm not going longer than 45 minutes. Maybe. I don't even think I'll get to 45 minutes. This might be another 35-minute episode. So we'll see how far we go. Um, but I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to BD4. This is episode 262 of the podcast tonight. The Yanks suck. Yanks get bossed in Subway Clash. That's the name of our episode tonight, 262. Um, yeah, if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and analysis, subscribe to it. Download the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, if you want to watch the podcast, and plenty more platforms as well. So... Be sure to do that. You can also find me on social media. Social media, I am on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. Facebook, RJ Carbone, R.J. And then Twitter at NY Sports Talk RC. So, if you want to find all that stuff, just go to my link tree. I'll have the podcast, the blog, and my social media sites all on my link tree. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. But we're going to get to our plug right now, which will tell you that all once again. So be right back. When we get back, we'll get to, we'll summarize the series a bit. I don't know how much longer we'll go though. So we'll be right back. You are listening to RJ Carbone on BD4. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do that right now. BD4 is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and you can also watch it on YouTube. There are plenty of other platforms to find this podcast. All you have to do is go to linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone, and that will take you to where you need to be. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone in order to subscribe to this podcast. So, um, yeah, the other day, yesterday as I speak, Yankees took the loss in the opener. Game one, they took the 8-3 to three loss. You had Montgomery versus Tywon Walker. Um, it was a scoreless game through four innings. But then in the fifth inning, Dom Smith, the RBI single. Nimmo scores. You have McCann with an RBI single. Smith scores on a wild pitch that Gary couldn't find later in the fifth or sixth. But, you know, eventually the Yankees, they go down 8 nothing to start the game. And the only thing they do offensively um, 
Judge gets a home run in the sixth, and then later in the inning, it's it's Gio with the two-run single. Makes it 8-3, to three, but that was it. Outside of that, the offense was dead. Like I said, they had three hits in the sixth, and that was it for the entire game. They had no hits in eight of the nine innings they played. So I don't know what Aaron Boone was talking about in the presser. I don't know what he was talking about when he said they made it tough for Walker. Because they literally made it as easy as they could have for him. Monty, again, he was bleh. He was very bleh. He was just whatever. He labored through four and a third, relying mostly on the sinker and the changeup. Um, you know, inducing some soft contact. So some unlucky hits there. But, you know, collected six Ks, but he didn't have a great command either. So it wasn't just bad luck. He did not have great command. He walked three batters and he left a few pitches up. So he was tagged for some hits, six hits, and in the four and the third innings. Uh, he and Sanchez not working great together. You could see there was just a little flow there. Um, Gary had a pass ball during the, during Monty's time out there. And at one point, Gary let another ball get by him where he couldn't keep track of. When, it was more of a wild pitch by Licky. But not a great day behind the plate for Gary, I'll tell you that. Uh, Licky wasn't great. Wilson sucked. This guy is awful. He's one of the more uncompetitive pitchers in baseball, if not the... Man, does he suck. I mean, how, how, how do you pitch this guy still? How do you still throw Justin Wilson out there? The guy's really bad. There was some self-contact there too, but he lost the zone completely at one point. And he just, I, he didn't record a single out. He gave up, what, five runs? The guy sucks. King came in after that, Michael King. He cleaned it up. He had nine, nine strikeouts in four innings. He usually does a good job in relief as the long relief guy, but by then it was over. The Yankees took the 8-3 to loss. That was game one. That was literally it. That's all I give a damn about. They lost. Game two comes. Um, they lose again. 5-10. to Or 10-5. to You have Marcus Stroman going up against Yankee ace Garrett Cole. And Cole, right away, top of the first inning, lets up another home run. Excuse me. This one uh, to lefty Dom Smith in the first inning, one nothing. And you know, saw a funny tweet saying the Mets are are better built for Yankee Stadium than the Yankees are, and that's not wrong. That is not wrong. They've got lefty pop. It's embarrassing, really, man. It is really embarrassing. We have all this money, we can't field the staff, and we can't field a lineup that has. Some decent hitting lefties in it. It's, it's, we have all. Hal gave Cashman $200 million to work with, and this is the product we're getting. Think about that, dude. So, one nothing after one. Higgy then doubles in the second off Marcus Stroman. Then you get, you know, later the, the, the sack fly by newest Yankee, Tim LaCastro, who's a buck 78. 400 OPS guy if you didn't know but he's got speed and he's another right hander <laughs> um, speaking of they, they sent down Tyler Wade today which was interesting for Wandy Peralta 3-1 um, to one after the second inning Yankees take the lead Yanks in the third inning they put runners on but they only scored one run because Giancarlo Stanton grounds into a double play that will score one run it's 4-1 to one. uh Top of the fourth, Cole tagged for some more hits, a couple of RBI singles, leaves the game after one out in the fourth, 
for Johnny Lasagna, who lets up another the third RBI single of the inning. This one to Frankie Lindor, who's had a really bad season. I didn't even know how bad he was. Um, this makes it 4-4. Four to four. It's a tie game. Next score comes in the, later in the 7th. You have Stroman, wild pitch. <laughs> because, of course, the Yankees score on a wild pitch. DJ scores. Yanks up 5-4. to four. And then you get to the Chapman thing. Chapman comes in. Not green. So Chapman, whose ERA before the debacle enters this game with an ERA of 17 and a half. We'll just go with that. It was 17 point something something. 17 something ERA in his last eight outings. Not bad enough for Boone to change it up a bit. And this isn't like Chapman's not been demoted before. A few years ago, he's, he's he lost his role for a week or so. Remember, we had to go Batances for a while because Chapman was so bad. But this is a stretch that's even worse. It's it's the worst, probably the worst stretch of Chapman's career. Yet, Aaron Boone, Boone just shot, he just, he's going to live and die with it. So he goes Chapman to everybody's displeasure. And it looks like Chapman has a good start. He I mean, he gets two fastballs where... Pete Alonso is just, he had no shot at, and Alonso was missing fastballs all series. Then he gets cute and feeds him a slider. And that lands in the seats. It's as simple as that. He fed him a slider. After two fastballs he had no shot at, he gives him a slider. That thing's in the seats before you can friggin' blink. And they asked Boone after the game. Why didn't you go green there? The answer he gives was it enraged me, but it was not shocking because this is what they do, and this is what I always talk about, how the Yankees have an entitled mentality. So Boone goes, I'm paraphrasing, we were planning on going with green in game two. That's why we didn't use him. So they're 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 already thinking ahead. They're already thinking, all right, we'll, we'll find a way to win this game. We can just go with... He didn't say, oh, Chapman's my guy. I'm going to stick with him. You know, he said, we were saving green for game two. That is the entitled mentality I keep talking about with you people. You can't do that. You can't have that. That's Win the game. Win the game in front of you. You'll worry about the next one when you're there. It's just so sickening, dude. Gonna lose my voice right now, man. Fuck. I I can't do it. We're saving him for game. Are you kidding me? Do you not know where you are right now? Do you not know that you are desperate? Desperate to pick up a couple of wins. So you you you're still gonna play the game where you'll take the risk of punting this one away. Just to save a guy for another day? Are you kidding me? We're really doing that still. You're on the verge of going under 500 and you're doing that right now? Win the game. That should be on your mind. That should be the only thing on your mind is to go for the kill and win right there. So Chapman didn't have it again and we go with Licky. And by the way, I gotta find. I mean, if he gave away, what did he give up? Three more runs there? 
What's his year right now in his last nine outings? That's something I would love to know. If it was 17 and a half before he gave up three more without recording. Did he record an out? No. I gotta know. Just to see that number. <laughs> then he goes Licky, who he's been used so much. You know, it, it seems like the league is starting to figure out who Lucas Licky is right now. Who, you know, he's a guy who hasn't pitched in five years. So, you know, he's not a guy with stuff. He has a nice curveball, but he doesn't throw hard. He's not anything special. So he's starting to come back down to earth. His last five outings or so, he's letting up a bunch of runs. Some of them inherited runners, but he's not getting the job done. He's not containing and limiting the damage. So at the end of it, it's a six-run a six run ninth inning, for frick's sake. Once again, a complete choke job by the New York Yankees, a once-proud organization. And that was game two of the series. You get to the nightcap of the doubleheader. Game three of the series. And the Yankees, they get a little, fan, what I call a phantom win. They get a nice a nice 4-2 to phantom win. Sunday Night Baseball, Vascursion and A-Rod. Um, on the mound, you've got Nestor. Nestor Cortez. And um, for, for the Mets, it's Oswalt. The only offense for the Yankees, you know, really in the second inning, Geo with a three-run blast. Um, but then that's countered when Alonzo goes deep later in the game to make it three to two. And the Yankees get one more when once again we score off a wild pitch. It's Brett Gardner coming home four to two. That's how we win. How many times like if we took the wild pitch, the runs that we get off of wild pitches out, I really want to know our run per game total. If you take away the amount of times we not only scored on the wild pitch, but a balk or a ball four. We'll give you ball four because that has to do with some good discipline sometimes. But let's say because there's a lot of times where the Yankees score and it's not because of them playing good baseball. It's because of the other team making a, a mistake. Goodness gracious. So. They win four to two. Uh, Cortez gets the start, goes three and a third. He looks good doing his little thing again. You know, the hesitations and all that bullshit. It's working right now. Um, O'Day was fine. He comes in and does the job. And then Green gets the, the close. So they go to Green this time. Um, and he was brilliant. Gets six strikeouts in three innings. Had the immaculate inning. Another immaculate inning for the Yankees. And um, he gets the save. So Chapman said, I mean, uh, Boone said, we're evaluating a different. We're evaluating the closing position or something like that. So maybe we're going to get more green going forward at CP. So yeah, a cool phantom win. And if you give a shit, cool. But I'm pretty sure 90%, if not more, Yankees fans aren't even thinking about game three of the set right now. They're still thinking about how bad this team was this weekend. So the Subway Series goes to the Mets. The Yankees lose two out of three. They hit uh, a buck ninety-two this series, so they still suck. They're still right-handed heavy. They're still boomer bust, all or zip, no approach. Pitching staff still sucks. Everything sucks. I'm tired of it. I don't want to talk anymore. So what we're gonna do is gonna go to break. 
and then we'll wrap it up from there, maybe with the question of the day. And that'll be that, because I'm just sick of this shit. We'll be right back. You can follow me on Facebook at r.j.carbone. You can follow me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. And you can follow me on Twitter at NYSportsTalkRC. And if you want to follow along with the blog that I write, subscribe to It's My Opinion on NYSportsTalkRC.wordpress.com. Just sick of it all, dude. I'm sorry. Like, if I'm too negative for you, well, I don't know what to say. Where where have you been? Where have you been? Literally, how could you have anything optimistic to say about this team watching them this year? They're just so not it. They're not it. They're not the team. They need to be put down like a sick dog. So many things wrong with them, man. They have just become such an embarrassment. To who they should be. And I don't know what else to say. So. uh, Yeah, last time out in the MYY, MYK question of the day for episode 261. My question to you. Who was the last Yankees pitcher to lose 20 games? And the answer to that question, our NYYMYK question of the day for 261, who was the last Yankees pitcher to lose 20 ballgames? Mel Stottlemyre in 1966. Mel Stottlemyre went 12 and 20 in that year with the Yankees. Um, but this episode's NYY NYK question of the day for episode 262 is, <clears throat> excuse me, on September 2nd, 2001, which Yankees pitcher had his perfect game bid ended with two outs in the ninth inning? And the hint to that is it was against the Boston Red Sox. So once more, our NYY NYK question of the day for episode 262. On September 2nd, 2001, which Yankees pitcher had his perfect game bid ended with two outs in the ninth? And it was against the Boston Red Sox, if you want to hint. All right, so let me know the answer to that question on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can find me on either of those platforms. Um, Facebook, r.j.carbone. Twitter, at nysportstalkrc. Instagram, at robjcarbone. Message me there for the answer, or, or to tell me the answer if you think you know it. Or just comment the answer once I publish the promo to this podcast on one of those sites. And that's that. The Yankees suck. I'm tired of everything. I don't want to talk about it. We could break it down, analyze more, but I really don't give a damn. They're not worth my time right now. So that's it. We're going to end it here. We're about 47 minutes in.
So hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Episode 262 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I am your host, RJ Carbone. And I think I'm going to go check on my dog, get ready for bed, and watch The Wire. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to start The Wire. Hopefully it's good, man. Hopefully it's as great as everybody says. I've heard so many great things about it. I just need to stick through it. Stick with it this time. And fight through the, the slow parts. Because every, every show is going to start off slow. Unless you're breaking bad. But we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. The Wire. Alright, guys. Thanks for stopping by. That's it. Really appreciate it. So if you haven't yet, subscribe. And all that fun stuff. Um, that's that. Ciao. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Podcasting made easy.